It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Santa! You could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy. On now at APCO. Ho, 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 ho. She's a Mad Eels fan. She wrote a really good piece too in the Herald this week about NRLW expansion. I speak of Mary Constantopoulos. She's on the line right now, live from McDonald Jones Stadium. Hello, Mary. Hi, Julian. How are you going? Good. Well, I just, you know what? I missed a, a really good opportunity then. I should have said, Hail Mary. Damn. <laughs> Try that. Next time. Ha- Hail Mary. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. The Parramatta Reels are not too far away and they've got plenty of support up here in Newcastle, let me tell you. Well, I was just going to ask you about that. You're our woman on the ground. Can you give us a, a conditions update? Absolutely. We've been really fortunate. So I've been here for both the earlier two games and we haven't actually had any rain. So I'm hot, crossing my fingers that it remains dry, but the surface is looking really good and we've had some really great football already. Yeah, we have. I'm a big Dragons fan, as you know, and uh, I spoke to Sowie, the coach, a couple of weeks ago. He said that it was a big change, a lot of new faces, but it wasn't just tactically what they wanted to change, but I guess culturally in the side. And, and the Titans made a pretty good fest of it with their comeback, but the Dragons threw Quincy Dodd, the Gillaroo, 69th-minute try. Um, Tegan Berry got herself a double, 20 points to 12, and then now you look to this... This Brisbane side, they are the team to beat, aren't they? 20 points to four, uh, of course, led by the great Ali Brigginshaw with about six minutes remaining. Uh, the standard from what I've seen has been pretty good so far. I absolutely agree with that. And you mentioned that game between the Dragons and the Titans. The Titans certainly made a good show of themselves. It was their first game. It's a little bit of rust in both teams, but very impressive, I thought, from the Titans. In this second game, we've obviously seen a much bigger scoreline with the Broncos leading 20 points to four. If I'm truly honest, the Roosters haven't helped themselves. There's been a lot of errors, but I also feel sorry for them because they've been the only team impacted by COVID leading into round one Mm. with both Sam Economist and Corbin Baxter being ruled out. Parramatta Eels, um, they're one of the new additions. You wrote a really good piece this week about NRL expansion. I know you're glad, NRLW expansion, I should say. Should say. You're glad that the Eels are in the competition. But, but I found this particularly pointed. You said, like many others, I want to see many more clubs involved in the NRLW. But the reality is, among other things, it requires them requesting inclusion to make a sizable financial investment. Sub clubs are not in a position to do so. In fact, given the books of some clubs, the decision to commit to another team may even be considered negligent. I know the Eels are in a pretty mm-hmm. good space financially. I think they've actually got... Have they got private investment uh, backing them? They. Uh... I don't think we do, but I think, Julian, given the events that surrounded Parramatta a couple of years ago and the challenges that we had with the board, a new board has come in and really focused on corporate governance and sorting out the Eels books. I mean, three years ago, I don't think the Eels would have been a club in a position ready to commit to an NRLW team. Yeah, yeah. What about the agile argument about the talent base, the talent pool? Uh, where do you stand on that in terms of expansion? I mean, I know a lot of people have been critical of the, the rollout of the AFLW, and I would argue that it's not so much that. It's more, I guess, the distribution of talent and the widening gap between the top and the bottom teams. 
Julian, that's pretty clear in the AFLW this year. I think with the AFLW as well, there's been a lot of challenge because of COVID. But if I think about the approach the NRL seems to be taking, it's slow and steady wins the race and making sure that we have a sustainable pathway to ensure that we have talent continuing to come through. And in that article, I spoke about, you know, of course I want more teams, but if we started the NRL from scratch tomorrow, would we have that many Sydney teams? I think the answer is probably no. no. So why would we commit to a model in the NRLW where we just follow what the men have done? There's a really exciting opportunity, I think, to be creative with the NRLW. And if I think about what teams should come next, I think it's about different areas with that sustainable pathway already in existence. So you think about teams like North Queensland, for example, Canberra, I think they're exciting opportunities and I don't think another Sydney team is the answer and spreading the talent in that Sydney area even more thinly. Ellie Brigginshaw could be on track to play almost 40 games of rugby league this year. You've got two NRLW competitions, State of Origin and a World Cup, and she's mm-hmm. the marquee player. Mm-hmm. I mean, And the thing is, you've got a number of players in that boat. I mean, how are they going to juggle that amount of football when they're not full-time professionals? How, how do they balance that with their day-to-day occupations? Julian, it's a lot to ask of them, and I think the NRL really needs to do some thinking about that because whilst it's an exciting opportunity to make a bang with the competition this year, we need to be able to support these women. I did have a chat to Chelsea Lenarduzzi, who plays for the Brisbane Broncos, and she'll be out there right now. She was really excited by the amount of football that was going to be played this year and made the point that because there are going to be two NRLW seasons, it means that the players will spend much more time in those high-performance spaces so I think that's really positive. But the reality is we can't keep asking these women to do more because, as you mentioned, many of them are juggling full-time jobs. I mean, Rakea Horn from the Parramatta Eels is a great example. As soon as the game's over tonight, she heads home. She'll have a bit of a sleep, and she works as a prison guard, and her shift starts at midnight tonight. Oh. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, it, it is. And the thing is, the more they play, the better they get. The better they develop, so people go, oh, you know, what about the standard? The standard gets better by playing more football at the elite level. It, it's really that simple. And and you talked about that, having to juggle the two roles. I mean, we've seen in the AFLW, haven't we, Mary? And and the A-League W too about, yeah. I mean, we're losing players, losing players. And, and it seems funny that you'd write an article saying, oh, okay, well, you know, he's, look, he's, isn't this great? She does this and she goes back to work serving burgers at Macca's. Well, it's actually not great. No, no. And I think, Julian, it's such a good point you raised there because it's important that we highlight the challenges these women face. But we don't want to glorify it and we don't want it to become the norm. Like, Mm. that's frightening that a player from the A-League women's had to jump on a plane back to Adelaide, I think, to, to do her morning shift at McDonald's, but still being expected to perform like an elite athlete. And I just want to touch on your excellent point before about the improvement we'll see when there's professionalization. The Australian women's cricket team is the perfect example of that. Cricket Australia invested five or six years ago. That team is world leading. And then if you look at the talent that's coming through at the moment, uh, the pathway is well and truly set up for that team to continue to dominate well into the future. I'll give you two words, equity and investment. You know, and so misunderstood, isn't it? But I just hate this dictate, let the market decide. Well, this is a situation, but, but... Cricket's a prime example, Mary, where you actually create that market and the spoils are there yes. for everyone to see. Correct. I couldn't agree more, Julian. Um, you've gotten me super passionate during this conversation <laughs> and I'm glad we're having these conversations because they're so important. I need to ask you before I let you go because we've got about 10 minutes to kick off. Uh, <laughs> 
the Eels last night, they were at full strength. We know Penrith weren't, but 36 blot. Uh, are you crowing premiership at this early stage, Mary Kay? Definitely uh, not, Julian. I'm a very, very nervous, yeah. uh, scared, sort of superstitious type fan. And my partner's been goading me all day and saying, how excited are you? Parramatta are going to win the premiership. I'm just, remain calm. It's just a trial. But I was really pleased last night but even more pleased that there weren't any serious injuries because yeah. it was heartbreaking to see what happened to Hayes Dunster a week ago. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. That was against my Dragons too. Uh, who, who impressed you the most? I thought as Eels fans, uh, I, I, I presume they'd be happy with what Dylan Brown turned out because there's so much expectation about mm-hmm. him finally fulfilling that potential. Absolutely. I was really impressed with him. I thought Sean Russell did an exceptional job. And also Makahisi Makatoa. I mean, the man is 29, has made a very, very late NRL debut, and I think, thought he looked really exciting up the middle. He did. Will Penasini, he's a good one that really sort of, mm-hmm. you know, we caught a good glimpse from the back end of last season. He was pretty good last night too. Mitch Moses as well, I, I thought was outstanding. Just across the board, we looked good. Let's just say that, Julian. <laughs> yeah, right. Across the board, you look good. Fantastic. I'll let you go. Hopefully the women can follow suit. They're up against Newcastle. In about 10 minutes' time, Mary, thank you so much for sparing some time on Sports Central this afternoon. Uh, We'll let you go. We'll speak soon. Thanks for the great chat, Julian, and for that really nuanced conversation. We need more people like you having that conversation, so thank you. Pleasure. Anytime. She's good with her time too. Mary Constantopoulos. So Mary Kay, she's affectionately known, author of Ladies Who Leg During the Winter, Ladies Who Leg Spin During the Summer, and she's written some really intelligent and thoughtful articles for the City Morning Herald. You can find her stuff in the Roar as well, alongside Paul Suttle. Roland um, writes on the text line, uh, G'day, Julian. Considering how hard Katie Brown is working on quality awareness of the NRLW on this network, is it not time to call at least one of those games weekly, a.k.a. match of the week? Uh, that's a fair point. I don't know what the broadcaster agreement is with regards to us here at SEN calling those games. I can certainly inquire for you, but I'd love to be a part of that. I think we should promote it. You want to be pioneers. You want to be forerunners in that respect. And we'd love to have Katie Brown involved. I'm actually going to be in the chair for Katie on Friday. Sorry to let everyone down because we love Katie Brown here. She's uh, on deep assignment. So I'll be covering for her on the network on Friday. 0457 736 736. Thank you to everybody that's texted and called in today. Update from the NBL. They're doing it pretty comfortably at the moment. Melbourne United 27 over the Cairns Taipans 20. So Melbourne United 27 over the Cairns Taipans 20, about seven minutes remaining in that second quarter. Full-time in the second game of the triple header at McDonald Jones Stadium. The Broncos 20 over the Roosters 4 in the earlier game. It was the Dragons 20 over the Gold Coast Titans 12. one 1170 is my open line number. We'll take a break here on Sports Central. Life's so full-on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.